Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Stafford County Schools, their focus this morning. Uh, Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor in this morning. Dr. Taylor, it is so good to have you here. Good morning. It's so nice to be back. Thank you for having me, Ted. We're going to do this more. We, uh, we, I say this, but we're going to, we're going to set some things in place and, and, and have you come in. There are a lot of, a lot of good things happening right now in Stafford County Schools, all, all over the place. I'll start with one of my favorites. Is uh, a couple weeks ago, you all came out with an attendance video, and I know this is a big, this is a serious issue in all schools of, of getting kids to go to school. Well, you did a video on it that was just, and you, you, you incorporated a couple of uh, the staffs of some schools. It's terrific. Well, thank you so much uh, for, for mentioning that. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I would really encourage anybody who is a Taylor Swift fan in particular uh, to take a look and a listen. Uh, and I can't take credit for it. This is our outstanding staff of elementary school principals and our elementary school leadership. And, and also with the assistance of generative AI to help us with some lyrics, uh, we took a Taylor Swift song and we kind of shook it up a little bit. Uh, to uh, to put it to an attendance theme because attendance is such a, a real issue. Coming back from the pandemic, uh, we've noticed that chronic absenteeism, that's students who are missing more than a couple of days a month, uh, has been a real issue. And uh, statewide, it's pushing around 20%, and we're just a little bit above the state average, which is not good. Uh, and, and we're watching this very closely. And, and one of the things that uh, we've discovered in looking at student attendance is that uh, a student attendance is a different issue at different levels. At the high school level, it's largely about engagement. At the middle school level, it's largely about uh, social involvement. But at the elementary school level, it's a combination of things. And it, and it largely has to do uh, with our parents and, and feeling some need or importance associated with sending their kids to school and then uh, making sure our kids feel like uh, like school is a happy place for them. So we created a fun video uh, called Come to School, and uh, we're also gonna be teaching it in our music classrooms uh, so that kids can uh, have the enjoyment of this song, not just uh, during uh, student attendance month in September, but all throughout the year as well. I didn't know that. That's, a, that's another interesting way to, to, to get this. And, and there are so many things tied to attendance that that are important, and I and, and I know we there's getting schools fully accredited and test scores and and just creating good habits for life. Absolutely, and and this is something that I think we've kind of lost a little bit as a society uh, coming in uh, to the pandemic, and then now coming out is. Uh, the, the leniency on uh, remote work, I think, has uh, kind of changed our dynamic a little bit. And, and though that may work in a working space for some folks uh, in a school space, that's a real challenge because our, our kids develop socially as well as academically at school, and you got to be there. Uh, being there is uh, um, very important for our students so that they are a part of the learning experience, uh, not just from the teacher, but from other students in the class as well. When we talk about the pandemic, I know it's, it's just staffing has been an issue everywhere and, and, and in Stafford. How are you doing on, on, on that front? 
Well, we had a, a really tough year uh, last year. Uh, we started the school year with uh, over 100 instructional vacancies, uh, which was a little bit better than our neighbors. And uh, this year, we've had a great start to the school year. Um, it has been one of the best starts uh, in working memory. I want to give a huge shout out to our teachers, staff, students, and parents who've really brought up a really positive energy to the start of the school year. We had our second transition day, uh, which was another huge success and a huge help. And I, I've seen a, a couple of neighboring school divisions copy that idea, I was which, say, yes. which I would say is uh, the most sincerest form of <laughs> flattery, I take it. Uh, but but thrilled that they're doing that as well because it only enriches uh, the school community and gives everybody a positive start. And so we started with a lot fewer vacancies, and, and we seem to be uh, doing a little bit better than our neighbors regionally. But uh, we have a positive thing going in Stafford County, and uh, it's a great place to live, work, and learn. We were just named by Stafford Magazine as the best place to work in Stafford County. We're mm. thrilled about that announcement. It's the first time we've won that uh, recognition. And uh, we do believe that it's a great place uh, to work. And uh, and if you are interested and in, in are considering the teaching field, we'd love to talk to you. Please visit our, our website at staffordschools.net. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about a career in education. To get that kind of recognition, though, from someone else, it's one thing for you to say it's a it's a great place to work, but for, a, for an outside group like that to do that, that that's, that's, says something. Yeah, we're, we're just thrilled about that and just absolutely tickled, but it's something we already knew. Um, yeah. And and to to see that our community sees our energy and enthusiasm and and recognizes us as not just a place uh, for their children to thrive, but also a place uh, that's a, a large and positive employer in the community. It, it's just really meaningful. Uh, but but that is really all credit to our staff, um, our administrators, our teachers, our front office staff, our paraprofessionals, our bus drivers, our nutrition workers, or even our maintenance staff. Everybody really contributes to making Stafford Schools a great place. We don't always get it right. Um, there's a lot of room for improvement, but we're committed to working together to see great things happen for kids and for our community. Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor here this morning. Quick break. We'll come back. Much more to talk about on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor here this morning. High school six is about ready. I can't believe we're saying high school number six is, is about ready. Groundbreaking's coming up later in the month. It's happening October 25th. I got to tell you, I am so proud of our school board and our board of supervisors uh, for working together to get this project off the ground. And I can just tell you that this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, they have been talking about High School 6 for over a decade in Stafford County. The need is definitely there. Uh, but it's one thing to talk about an issue, and it's an, it's an entirely different thing to see movement. And uh, we are thrilled uh, that uh, this project um, was bid and actually came in under budget in uh, the construction portion hmm. of, um, of our bidding. And uh, we are going to break ground uh, this October on the 25th in the afternoon. 
uh, and this will relieve a lot of pressure in the southern part of the county and of course have a domino impact in every high school district in Stafford County, but it, it, it's just the beginning. Um, we've had a need to build schools for a long time. The, the last school that we built uh, for growth that wasn't a rebuild was back in 2008. And uh, since then, we have added several thousand students to our school system, and it's getting pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pressure at the, at the high school level, and there's a lot of pressure at the elementary school level. And so I, I have to give a lot of praise, too, to the, the school board and the board of supervisors yet again in Stafford County for having the vision to see an elementary school 18 and an elementary school 19 to be built um, uh, simultaneously over the next couple of years as well. All three of these projects are scheduled to open in the fall of 2026. This is a really aggressive program. Uh, it is going to relieve a lot of pressure in the South for elementary 18 and uh, a lot of pressure in the central part of the county for elementary school 19. Our school board just um, selected a site for elementary school 19, and we've had a site for elementary school 18. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, we will be breaking ground on those two projects this spring, uh, and it will be Construction City in hmm. Stafford County, and not just for houses. So it right. will be for schools, too. Um, really exciting for our community, and we can't wait to have our community involved in some of the fun side of these projects like picking mascots and school colors and and all of that fun stuff that comes along with some of these projects. Well, it's, it, uh, on the high school side, well, it's the same for the elementaries, but but high schools aren't cheap, and that that's the that's the thing. And for and for, for Stafford to jump out right now and not keep putting it off, is, yeah, is, says something. And, and and I will say this: um, where we started and where we ended, uh, there there's a lot of daylight between those two uh, designs. And we found a, a really efficient, cost-effective means of meeting our needs in a really dynamic way. Uh, I think everybody is going to be proud of uh, the building that gets built. Uh, and there's a lot of community utility that's going to come from this space. We're building the auditorium, uh, specifically larger, so that we can host regional competitions. Uh, we'll have 1,000 seats in our auditorium. Uh, we will also have a functional design so that we have ample classroom space to accommodate the growth that is coming to Stafford County. So we're we're excited to meet that need. Boy, and, and you you drive around the county and you see the the subdivisions going up and the building and the people moving moving here. This really is preparing for what what we already are seeing, and it's not slowing down. Well, Stafford County is a great place to live, work, and learn. So why wouldn't you want to come to Stafford County? It, it's, right. a, it's a great spot. Now we're just building the schools to accommodate for that growth. It's it's a it's a great time to be in Stafford County because it's so exciting the things that we have going on. Well, and the the elementary schools too. You especially in elementary schools. I mean, in, in, in no in no schools you you don't want to be dealing with trailers and in all the, the goes goes through that. And sometimes that's necessary. But, but these three schools are going to, like you said, are, are going to go a long way to helping that situation. Well, and, and trailers are new to Stafford County. We've had a handful of trailers in the county for a while, but uh, we, we've really had to expand our trailer footprint because of the overcrowding and growth. And, and 
you know, I give a lot of credit to our school board who's worked very hard to try to redistrict its way out of um, modular classrooms or trailer classrooms. And uh, they're just out of space. Mm. Uh, it's just, just the sad reality. And uh, now, now school construction has to keep up. We've got a, an elementary school's worth of trailers already on campuses. And that's not our desired footprint. That, that's not what we're looking for. And uh, to stay ahead of that, we, we know that we need to build. And as a consequence of that, we've got two really exciting projects. We're going to be making them a little bit bigger than our normal elementary footprint. Uh, just because we know we can maintain a, that yeah. small school atmosphere, but also in a bigger design uh, and pretty excited to meet that need as well. Well, like you say, the, the, the last school was, 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 oh wait, was that Colonial Forge? No, it was actually Shirley High Middle School was oh, okay. the last um, building that was added for growth. The, um, to be back in a, in a, in a building mode is going to be, is going to be different for all of us to, 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 to see again, but uh, it's, We've known for years it's coming, and like you say, that this there's this this has been looked at and and worked through for a number of years now. Yeah, and but it's an exciting time too. Um, we we have some aging infrastructure, we have some older buildings, um, and and as we look at what uh, the future of Stafford County looks like, this is an opportunity for us to um, make sure that we're providing ample space for future growth, but that we're also addressing some of our infrastructure needs as well. Um, we, we have a very old Drew Middle School. We have a very old Hartwood Elementary mm -hmm. School, and we have a very old uh, Rising Star Early Childhood Center that are also in the queue um, for uh, replacement in the near future. And uh, these are things that we're all looking at. And so high praise uh, to our school board and board of supervisors because they're not shying away from this discussion. They really want to tackle these issues and find a timeline where we can get these buildings up and uh, make sure that we're accommodating our student needs. When do you name the new high school? How, how, they, oh, how, does, that, how does that happen? Uh, well, this is kind of the fun part of the process um, is that, uh, that we do have a policy on naming and uh, there is a community involvement component. Uh, uh, just for laughs, I, I have a student advisory committee that, that opined on names and opined on um, uh, mascots and opined on school colors and they they took it all very seriously and they made some really good recommendations yeah. i'm curious to see if that's where it actually lands but that's usually about a year out from uh construction so in the in the uh, uh 25 calendar year uh we'll be looking at some names and be looking at some mascots and school colors you're right, though. That is that is the fun part of this now. Absolutely, of, of doing that and getting, and getting the communities, uh, communities buy in and in feedback and all that kind of thing. To be continued. Dr. Thomas Taylor here, the uh, superintendent with with uh, with Stafford County Schools. You uh, there's a there's there's a great video with uh, you you talking about this on on, on Facebook. But anti bullying right now is you uh, is kind of in the forefront with 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 Stafford County Schools, and again, an, an, an issue that you know, we, we see we see nationwide. So we, we focus on this year round, but in September, we pay special attention to getting off on the right foot with uh, student attendance. And uh, by October, things have settled down a little bit, and it is actually National Bully Prevention Month. Uh, again, it's one thing to talk about these things. 
it's something completely different uh, to put words into action. Yeah, uh, We have a number of uh, contests to support bully prevention as well as a number of activities in each of our schools. Uh, we have a contest right now where um, we are asking kids to design an art project, middle school s- students to design, uh, to do produce a video, and uh, high school students to write a, an essay. And uh, their, their awards are being financed uh, by our Stafford Education Foundation, really all in the vein to, to stimulate some discussion around bully prevention strategies. But what we really know is that when there's a positive school climate and culture and that kids feel loved when they walk through the front door and they feel supported and they care for one another, and we, uh, we structure our day in a way that, that supports um, our kids and their learning, uh, that bully behaviors are not tolerated. This is this is really at uh, the crux of what we're trying to accomplish, and we're trying to wait, raise awareness. Um, this this begins in our homes mm-hmm. and carries over into our schools. And uh, as a as a community, we want to make sure that this is something that's a priority, and uh, that every kid deserves to come to school and feel safe and supported. And uh, in that vein, we're, we're being very aggressive in our approach to preventing bully behaviors in our schools. Well, and you, you hear more and more about this. And, and, and a lot of times, and something new, we've, we, all, we often focus on the, on the person being bullied, but you hear more and more, too, for, for parents to watch signs that your, your child could be a person who is doing the bullying and to be, be aware of that and uh, to be able to to confront that if you have to. Absolutely. And social media has not been a friend um, no. to to kids growing up today. And and the challenges that our kids are facing are a lot more complex than, than that of which their parents uh, had to grow up in. And so acknowledging that the landscape is a little bit different, uh, but yet the behaviors are still the same is, is a challenge. Um, we definitely want to create an environment uh, that is supportive of kids, but that also um, models the kind of behavior that we expect. Uh, you know, there's a lot of academic goals that we have in schools, but I would say our primary goal is that we want to to grow our children into becoming good community citizens, uh, the kind of neighbors that you want to have uh, next door, mm-hmm. and that uh, that contribute positively to society. And if our if our kids aren't graduating from school without becoming good people, we've missed the boat. And so um, this is a huge part about our mission, um, making sure that kids are socially aware about the things that they say and uh, how they could be harmful to others and how uh, we can support one another in a more loving and caring manner. One of the things, one of the, one of the underlying things that this this whole show today has been, I, I would say that it's really Stafford County Schools un, un, under you have really become a, a, where less talk, more action on, on on all of these issues that we that, that we talk about. Because well, there's a lot of talk in all of these, but but you've have put a lot of concrete things into place. Every second counts, and uh, whether um, you know we're talking about the future or we're talking about today. There are thousands of kids, 31,000 of them to be precise, um, who need our support now, uh, not later. And so we may have grand designs about things that we want to accomplish in the future, and that's great. But uh, every minute that we delay on that is a minute where we're missing an opportunity to serve our kids. And so we don't want to wait. 
Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor here. When we come back, we'll talk about mental health and uh, chart your future, among other things. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It is 829. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Good stuff this morning with uh, Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor. Big announcement in uh, in last week's uh, school board meeting about just mental health. We hear about this, Dr. Taylor, everywhere in every segment of society. Stafford County Schools are doing something about it. As we talked about, you know, more more action, less talk. Well, so it's actually bittersweet. It, it is a huge announcement. It's bittersweet because um, it's a big deal. It's a great partnership, and and there's a, a tremendous amount that uh, we're going to be doing in the next couple months to address student mental health. But it's a it's a sad reality mm-hmm. that um, student mental health has reached a crisis level for our kids. Um, We knew that this was a concern prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic has really just taken this to the extreme and really exacerbated this issue. It's a national issue um, and certainly one um, that requires our immediate attention. And again, it's one thing to talk about it. It's something completely different to do something about it. I can tell you that uh, it's an important thing to see leaders address this issue and ask for help when they need it. And I can tell you that we are asking for help and that help is on the way. Um, We have partnered in two ways with an organization called the Jed Foundation. And I would encourage your listeners to Google the Jed Foundation. Uh, They are going to be helping us in two really important ways. The first way is that they are going to be augmenting our staff, meaning that they're going to send personnel to us at no expense. Uh, to the school system and to the taxpayers. Uh, This is all privately funded and supported, and we received a grant to help offset this expense uh, where they're going to be working directly with our high schools. They're going to be developing plans with our high schools to provide direct services to students and to help them uh, when they're in crisis, but also to raise awareness of student mental health issues, to develop plans uh, to help with social and emotional development of our kids. And then The really big piece here is that um, uh, the Jed Foundation is partnering with uh, the American Association of School Administrators, it's the superintendent's national organization, to do a district-wide pilot. And we were one of 18 school districts in the country to be selected for this uh, new pilot where they're going to be looking at doing a district-wide approach to helping student mental health. And this is really important because what we've discovered is that our kids are are having um, mental health crises at an earlier and earlier age, even as young as kindergarten. And there really isn't a a great framework or mechanism uh, by which to address this. Parents are frustrated. Uh, parents come to the school concerned about how to to manage their their children and their their behaviors and some of the challenges that they're facing at home, and we just want to be good partners uh, to our parents and to our community uh, by coming up with a district wide approach on how we can address uh, mental health needs. I have to give a huge shout out to a couple of folks. Um, 
the, the first uh, are our two student reps on the school board, Catherine Buckman and Meraki Solomon. Uh, Catherine is a senior at uh, Mountain View High School and Meraki uh, is a senior at Brook Point High School. Um, Catherine is our primary representative on the school board and, and Meraki is our alternate. Uh, they have really championed the cause of uh, student mental health since they were uh, appointed to the board as student representatives in January. They've really championed this cause and have looked for ways to engage their constituents, their students, their fellow classmates in this discussion. They've done surveys. They're working on a, um, an information poster that we can put up in our schools. And this is, this is really a testament to their commitment um, to their fellow classmates mm. and something that has resonated with student governments every time that we bring it up and we discuss it with them. I also have to give a huge shout out to our school board uh, and in particular, Alyssa Halstead, who, who really championed this cause every time that uh, uh, we have uh, our school board meets and uh, their school board comments. Uh, this is something that Ms. Halstead brings up and many of our board members bring up uh, as a major concern in our schools and uh, because it's something that they hear from their constituents and it's something that they hear from their parents. And I'm just so proud that Stafford Schools is taking a leadership role in trying to address this issue in earnest. Well, two things. When you, when, when you said that in, in some cases this presents itself as young as kindergarten, that's just scary and, and something that you, you want to be able to to, to be able to address at those young ages. It's, it's really terrifying. Um, and, and this is something that was definitely manifesting prior to the pandemic, but then since the pandemic yeah. has, has really hit hyperdrive and uh, there really needs to be uh, some systems, structures and processes in place by which we can help our kids uh, and support our kids so that they can be re-engaged into the school environment in a safe way. Um, and, and we also need to make sure that our parents have adequate resources so that, that when they're not in school, that they can make sure that their kids are safe and that their kids are, are well provided for and supported as well. It's scary for parents. I, I can just tell you when, when, when we had to deal with a little bit of this, you just feel so on, you just feel like you're not equipped for it. And it's something that you, you, you don't consider and all of a sudden you're confronted with it. And what do you do? So this th th this is going to be a, a big help, and especially the fact, Dr. Taylor, that you're by being part of the 18 schools nationwide, that that says something. That that's that's going to give you a, a, a lot a lot of uh, just just a lot of helps to be able to to be able to attack this. Well, the fact that that Jed is picking up the tab uh, for yeah. for this makes this a reality for us. Um, we are. I, I'd, be remiss if I didn't point out that Stafford Schools is one of the most fiscally constrained school systems in the state. Uh, we rank 111th out of 132 school systems in the state. Uh, so doing a massive overhaul to student mental health, suicide prevention, and uh, even bully prevention, uh, social uh, development of our kids, that comes at a cost. And uh, to have a partnership like the one that we have mm -hmm. with Jed um, that has a, a huge financial benefit as well. This is huge for us. This is this is fundamentally a game changer 
and one more way that uh, that will help us make Stafford schools uh, just a great place to send children to learn. Well, and like you say, these are these are the kinds of issues: bullying or or uh, the the mental health component. You you are involved with the things that schools teach, but this is an, this is another component, and to to ignore that is is not reality, and you're not. You're not helping society. All right, so I'm going to take you back to Psychology 101 uh, from college. And there's this old adage that says uh, you need to focus on Maslow before Blooms. And what that means is that, you know, Maslow's hierarchy uh, says that basically you need to take care of your basic needs, Mm -hmm. your, your sense of safety, shelter. Uh, before you can reach self-actualization and before you can march through Bloom's taxonomy of learning where you're covering things from a knowledge comprehension application and synthesis uh, standpoint. So before we can even get to the academic side of the shop, we have to take care of the basic needs of our kids. We need to make sure that they have shelter, that they have uh, um, adequate clothing, that they're well-fed, and of course that they feel safe. And uh, this comes both in the form of physical safety, but also mental and emotional safety as well. And that's just as important um, as the academic side of the shop. I can picture my Psych 101 book at a purple cover, and you've just brought back memories of, of that. But yeah, that's, that, that's there. Another great shout out, though, too, like you mentioned, the, the, uh, the, the, the student school board members that, that, that you have. That's been a great thing. I mean, I've, I'll watch the school board meetings sometimes just to see what, what they, their input of, of things. At first, and I've heard of these, when, when you did it, I, I, I don't know that I thought that it would have the impact that it's had. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me begin with our school board. Uh, absent our student representatives and tell you how committed um, our school board is to hearing student voice. This was one of the very first things that they told me when I was hired two years ago is that they wanted to hear more from their students Mm -hmm. and they wanted to make sure that student voice was present in their decision making and in their deliberation. So we've amped up uh, a lot of our student engagement. Um, We make sure that we're having regular communications with our high school student government um, and and hearing from them directly. And the best way that we can do that is to make sure that there's a seat on that dais that's occupied by a student every month that the school board meets. And we could not have found any better students than the two that we have right now. They are just amazing. We've got a ton of amazing kids in Stafford schools, but uh, Catherine and Meraki have just been great, uh, great additions to the governance team in Stafford. Uh, they're real contributors. What they say matters. They are, they're very thoughtful and very deliberate about their contribution. And uh, the school board takes uh, what they say uh, to heart, and uh, and they have changed policy as a result of their contribution. I look at them and just think, when I was their age, there, I was not even close to them. You and me both. They they are <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, Dr. Thomas Taylor here, Stafford County School Superintendent. Um, chart your future. You did that last week. You that was a thing you did you did last year, and you 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 brought it back this year and kept it within Stafford County Schools this year. Oh, yes. Very excited to have this event. Uh, We learned a lot from last year's event. It was a great event last year, but this was truly a superb event. 
um, while our 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th grade students were uh, struggling through the first online admission of the, uh, of the PSAT, um, our seniors went to the Fredericksburg Expo Center and um, they had a conference style event uh, where they did mock interviews, where they uh, went over their resume, where they uh, engaged with uh, some of our local credit unions on um, uh, how to uh, have a good financial future and and uh, and the dangers of credit cards and and preparing for life after high school. And then on the other side of the building, they also attended a job and um, and also a college fair uh, simultaneously. And we had over a hundred uh, vendors that were there, um, either in the college space or in the professional space, that were recruiting our seniors. The goal of this event is to expose our seniors to the world that lies after high school. And we've got every kid till the third week of May. And But after the third week of May, they're on their own. Hmm. And uh, we want to make sure that they have a plan to either be uh, enrolled in a post-secondary school, employed, or enlisted. So it's those three E's that we are preparing our, our high school seniors for, to be employed, enrolled, or enlisted. And um, this is a, a great way to get the, a jump start on that. Uh, we are going to press our seniors. Uh, this is the first of two events that are focused on Chart Your Future. The second one is on May 1st, and it is National Decision Day, where we're going to press our kids uh, to uh, to tell us um, upon graduation what their game plan is. Uh, are they going to be in, enrolled in a secondary uh, post-secondary school? Are they going to be employed or are they going to be enlisted upon graduation? And our goal is 100%. 100% of our students will walk across the stage as graduating seniors hmm. with a game plan for life after high school. As a parent, I'd be just thrilled with that. As a community, I would be thrilled, should be thrilled with that. Well, fortunately, our seniors were thrilled with it. They had a, they had a great morning and, and found it really engaging and the feedback was, was really strong and we look forward to doing it again next year. It's a huge economic development opportunity for this area. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, a great opportunity for our kids to get exposed to a world that, that they uh, don't always get a chance to see. At the same time, for middle schoolers, you've got a, a Pathways Night. Oh, very excited about this. There's a, a huge proposal before the school board uh, this upcoming month uh, to, to relook at our programming in uh, a really more lo longitudinal way in terms of uh, the, the offerings that we have in high school. Uh, so we want to expose our middle school students to what that looks like, uh, and, and we invite our community to come out on November 15th at Brook Point High School, uh, where folks can learn about some of the high school programs that we offer. We have done a really good job of uh, providing a lot of great career and technical education programs in Stafford County over the years. Uh, we, we were just recognized last year for a partnership uh, with our fire department. Uh, for the best program in the region for career and technical education. Uh, that's great. But one of the things that we have struggled with is teaching our kids how to monetize the skills that they are learning. And uh, there's a lot that we can do in a two-year program, but there's so much more that we can do in a three- or four-year program. So we're expanding a lot of our career and technical education programs from two to three to four years. 
And we're also hoping to offer specialty programming at each of our high schools. Now that's a proposal that's before the school board and they're considering it because it, it does have a, a lot of logistical components to that. But uh, we, are, we are looking at health and medical sciences programs. We're looking at business entrepreneurship programs, community leadership and diplomacy programs. Um, we're also looking at uh, technology and uh, cybersecurity and coding, as well as data science as, mm. as being uh, a major program area. And uh, one of my favorites, engineering and construction trades. Um, these are areas where we have some expertise, we have some great faculty, but it's also an opportunity for us to dive a little deeper and give our kids a little bit more. And those are all areas where they're, 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 they're needed and they're, they're well-paying jobs and it gets, gets you start thinking. Oh, our kids, our parents, and our community are thirsty for these programs and we know that we can do a great job in executing. Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor here this morning. One final break, and then we'll get out of here. We've got a couple other things to wrap this up with. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor here this morning. Dr. Taylor, this has been just great, and we got we, we do have to do this more because there, there are exciting things, a lot of things going on in, in, in Stafford County Schools. And uh, so it, it, you, the, the school board's uh, a great school board, great staff, but also great leadership. And thank you to you and your staff. Well, thank you for saying that. A couple other things. Uh, you've got a wellness fair on the 21st coming up. We do. Um, we are excited to bring back um, a lot of events um, that we have uh, coming up uh, both this month and next month. Uh, we have a multicultural fair next month uh, that was postponed uh, due to weather. Um, we have a wellness fair. Um, that That's definitely a big thing. Uh, but I would love to invite our community to, to help support our regional food bank uh, with Band Together uh, to Fight Hunger. Uh, it is our annual band showcase. Please bring some canned food to Mountain View High School at 7 p.m. on, on, uh, on November 6th. Uh, you get to see each of our bands perform uh, their, uh, their showcase for halftimes uh, at football games, but and you get to see them all in one place. But the, the real fun of, uh, part of that event is you get to see them all at the same time perform together. It's the mm -hmm. only time of year where all five of our high schools are performing simultaneously. It really is a sight to be seen. So you get some entertainment, but you also get to contribute to a great cause. It is a great event too. It is a, it is, it is a great event, uh, November, the, November the 6th. The, the, the fact that you have all the bands and the parents and like you said, and then the closing is just, just terrific. It is a great event, but uh, there's an important cause behind that. Um, this area has uh, some yeah. s sincere struggles with food uh, insecurity, and uh, this is um, our high schools. This is their way of help helping out. The other thing is Stafford Schools and the the fire department, Operation Warm, you collect money, then you buy, you get uh, coats for, for kids. That's a huge, you, you hear at, at all levels, teachers that end up seeing situations and using their own money in many cases to buy coats. This is a problem. We do live in an affluent area, but there are, there are a lot of, like you say, whether it's food issues or 
just things like that. Oh, huge shout out to Chief Cardello and uh, the Stafford County Fire Department uh, for partnering with us once again uh, with Operation Warm. Uh, we've identified over 1,700 students in Stafford County who need a winter coat this year. Uh, and we, we want to thank our community. Please consider making a donation at staffordschools.net backslash Operation Warm. Uh, where we are looking to outfit uh, some of our youngest learners with a uh, winter coat this season because they, they desperately need it. Again, over 1,700 students are, are looking for a winter coat this year. You do these listen and learn sessions in, in schools. I, I do, and I do them in the community too. Uh, I, I try to get out once or twice a, a month. Uh, and I try to do them at different times because different folks have different schedules, and I try to do them in different parts of mm -hmm. the community. Uh, I've got one coming up uh, at Kate Waller Barrett next. Um, and if anyone has been curious about uh, about school lunches and wants to have a taste at what a school lunch is like, we have the best nutrition program in the state two years running. And uh, I'd love to, to host folks at Kate Waller Barrett. I, I'm struggling to remember the date off the top of my head. Yeah, but, I didn't write it down either, uh, but if but, you go to the uh, you Facebook can, page, you can, you can find you it. You can take a look at us on social media and, uh, and, uh, and check me out there. Or uh, you can come and just chit-chat anytime that you see uh, a listen and learn. Uh, it's really just kind of like open mic time, mm -hmm. uh, just so that folks uh, uh, don't have to schedule an appointment to, to meet with the school superintendent. They can just uh, hang out and have a cup of coffee on me or, or uh, just chit-chat in a, in a local restaurant uh, or in one of our schools. It's, uh, it's a great opportunity to mix it up and to hear yeah. about what's, ha what's happening in our communities. And, and a lot of folks have come out to those events, and it's been great. So you mentioned a few minutes ago weather. You 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 ready for ready for those mornings when you've got to figure out what to do with school? Ted, we dodged a bullet last year. <laughs> yes, we uh, did. There's just no other way to I sugarcoat know. it. Um, we, and I loved it. We we made out like uh, a champion last year in the region. Uh, did not have to close school last year, um, and uh, we felt very fortunate. Uh, Fingers crossed that this this might be two years in a row without inclement weather. Um, our kids need to be in school uh, for sure, um, but maybe just one snow day, right? <sighs> you know, just just a little bit of a break. Who I knows? can get home. That, I, that, That's we'll, right. We'll as long as that, everybody but, stays safe. But that I know that those those are those are tough mornings for you when you have to come up with the, and, and you've got to make the decision so early. That's always the oh, other we've issue. We've got folks out on the road at two and three o'clock in the morning and making sure that our, our buses can travel safely. And if it's not safe, we, we shut it down. Whew, I think we covered about everything we can in, in, in an hour, Dr. Taylor. This has been this has been fabulous. Thank you for, for taking some time out. And we'll, we'll, we'll do this again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Stafford School Superintendent Dr. Thomas Taylor here this morning. We thank him. Thank you for listening. And uh, have a great day. We'll see you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.